the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. Hey, this is Josh Pearson. Performance specialist with the Complete Athlete. This is Cole Warren. Certified USAPL club coach and owner of Salutum Health and Performance. Each week, Cole and Josh will take you through training techniques and tips, talk to athletes and fitness professionals to educate and motivate you for your fitness goals. Plus, you'll follow the journeys of Team Salutum Powerlifting and Get Complete Athletes. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by Salutum Health and Performance. Take your full power potential to a new level. Online powerlifting coaching. Customized programming to fit your individual needs and goals. Access to a coach 24-7. Whether you need a quick form check or a full program, Salutum Health and Performance has one goal in mind, taking you to the next level. Got a meet coming up? Ask about on-site coaching. Join the team that's setting records across the powerlifting community. Team Salutum Powerlifting with Salutum Health and Performance. Online at SalutumHP.com. SalutumHP.com. And now the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. We're here. We're here with uh, Mr. Jeffrey Thompson here today, Woo-hoo. a fellow powerlifter. Yes, and fellow. a coach as well. That's why I mean, Coaches Collaboration Podcast. So is that what we yeah. do we're, here? We're collaborating with other coaches. Mm. I think. I think that's how it works. Mm. Yeah. And we have a studio audience today. We have a studio audience. Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's a studio fiance, audience Kate. of one. I love <laughs> it. Yes. Hey, we start, start small. That's right. Do the wave. Yeah. yeah. She's jo- got the solo wave. Promise to laugh at our jokes. Josh is pissed because he has to wear pants now. So yeah. You have to wear pants? Yeah. yeah. Poor Josh has to wear bad. pants now that there's a lady in the room. What does that have to do? She does not care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just it's threw her legs but, open, so my pants is coming off. But be prepared for roast. roast. Hundred percent. I'm all yeah. good. That's we all right. do it all the time. She, you know what? Maybe you should sit right next to him so you can just lean into the mic and be like, "What the?" Fuck? So she can roast your fingerling <laughs> right. tomatoes. Shut just up. move what on. What did you say to me I in mean, the potatoes. conference room? What did you say in the conference room? You know, sitting at the head. Do you feel powerful? Oh, do you feel- no, it's, she said something just. Yeah, she awesome. goes. Do you feel powerful something like that? Because like you were you were snapping off about I was. something. I don't know. I Empowered don't know. by your position at God, the table. No, no, no. It was something like cocky or all about that little man syndrome. What's up, Tim? That little man syndrome, dude. Well, speaking of that little man syndrome, <laughs> you were talking so much shit about my little arms the other day. Oh, yeah, because you ha- cannot fill out a shirt with your arms, dude. Oh, you have a size small. A well, he's you wearing a sweatshirt first. <laughs> well, he was wearing a yeah. t-shirt the other day, size small, and he's the sleeves were still loose. It's like, okay, hey, do a curl. Yeah. <laughs> do a curl. Hey, there we go. First topic. Uh, eccentric uses bicep tendons. Uh, listen, listen to him straight up. Are biceps needed to be a weightlifter? No. No. But are, well. <laughs> uh oh. He's going to get into science now. Oh, let's put it this way. If you think biceps aren't needed to be a weightlifter, ask Scott Sullivan how those deadlifts were going. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dang. I don't know if that was a dig or if that was what like. What happened? That was me no looking at Josh going, that was the dumbest thing you've I mean, said in a long time. I know he popped his Yeah, that's what we Yeah, tore it. No. Did, oh, it didn't happen again? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Because no. I know from the episode we had with him, I was like, fuck, did he do it again? No. Cool. No, but I'm just right. saying like, yeah, I think biceps are definitely needed. She's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and um, research would also back that you, i mean you don't do you need big biceps no do you need strong biceps yes well <laughs> that that brings me to the fact that kate was roasting you yesterday about how her <laughs> arms are the same size as yours yeah they are though <laughs> I, it's not even a, I, I i could be offended but at the same time it's i do truth. bicep curls like once a month Dude, maybe i did bicep curls last week for the first time i did one movement and my, they were so pumped i'm like all right i'm going home because I, I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> no, yep. they're still sore right now. Oh, jeez. Well, well, it's also effective. You get one exercise a month, and exactly. your arms feel huge. Exactly, and then dude. You don't have to do them for another month. Right. So. Is that what the science says? 
one yeah. set a month? Oh, fuck. That's what I'm going to be doing. It's totally. Yep. You guys ever catch me doing bicep curls? That's all I'm trying to do. One set a month. <laughs> one set a month. One set a month. I actually really like sweatshirt. doing bicep curls, you assholes. I just want no, you to know No, so that. do I. I your, love them, actually. biceps are I, huge. But you know, if you could get past the Pillsbury Doughboy of my upper arms, I actually do have, for a chick, I've got, got some, some pretty pipes. decent, I got mm. some decent pipes. You do. You do. They're not mm. bad. I'll give you that. You just got to get past the bills. I'm just going to agree with them. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know you well enough to know. <laughs> right? But the reason you said I had small arms is because I said the only reason Cole's good at benching is because he's just wrists and elbows. That's all he is. <laughs> T-Rex. Just wrists and elbows. So he came back and fired at me with his two goons well, with him. But he also has a, he has a pretty close grip. I mean, he mm. could totally maximize that right. and go wider. But, yeah. You know? uh, yeah, dude. Don't hate on my shit because uh, it's not I'm like I have envious. short arms because I have a good deadlift. I'm just too. envious. Little T Rexy though, mm-hmm. I will admit that. <laughs> you know what? My arms look short because they're fucking big. Oh, right. oh. God damn. Is that what they say about your dick too? <laughs> <laughs> is that I don't she know if that's a compliment. I don't know either, but I love it. I don't I don't know what Was that to a say. I don't hang know. Hang on, hang on. How let's, to take that. let's take the word arms and put in dick. Now say that again. So you only say my arms? No, my dick instead looks of arms, small it... because it's so big. <laughs> what? I don't know if that works. Oh, short. Oh, short. There it is. There so it is. So I got some girth, is what you're saying. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Your dick looks yep. so short because it's so big. Is that what we're saying? That's okay. what I'm saying. I yeah. think. Well, I don't know. Is that what we've Kate, come to? Give him a check. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Nothing. Okay. No. Nothing. We're talking about his dick. His head. dick size. Thumbs <laughs> down. Thumbs I'm looking down. for the big boom. The big boom. find one that's maybe like a little kid just going boom every time to, you have a good joke we need a soundboard <laughs> we do and it's probably gonna have one of those like family guy ones that goes who the hell cares like every time josh has something to say <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair at all we need the one right now the <laughs> simpsons like the bully what's his name nelson oh wait <laughs> For <laughs> <laughs> the one every the, the one every time Cole rides in the car with me and I'm driving, it's always the one with what's his foots on the bus going, I'm in danger. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you're a horrible driver. What, what's that guy's name? Horrible uh, driver. I know I know of a horrible driver that just hit me today. Wasn't me? Yeah, what um, happened, Joshua? She, I was picking up your fucking food. That's what <laughs> hang on. That's what happened. So I get to the studio and I'm like, cool, I'm here. I'm gonna look at my phone because I don't text and drive because I'm somewhat responsible. No, you don't know how to use the app. Let's be real. All right, that's partially true. <laughs> anyway, Brooke is like, so Josh, why don't you go pick up the Chipotle? And I'm it should be done by two. And I'm looking at my phone, it's two oh two. Okay. Yeah, so it's and done. I said, I'm at the fucking studio. Well, you better turn your fucking ass around <laughs> and go get that shit. Okay, I didn't say that. I did say, well, well, turn, turn around, around and go get it. Yeah, yeah. So I turned it around. You listened like I, a little bitch you I are. did listen. I did listen. I was going to Chipotle. I pulled into Chipotle. Some gentleman was pulling out in his nice blue Ford truck. It was great, beautiful. So I stopped for him. And all of a sudden, I looked to my right, and there's this little red car backing up. And I said to myself, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. Bam. Fuck. First thing I did, Brooke. You're gonna need to get somebody else to pick up this food because I'm. Gonna but you go were already up. there, dude. Why didn't you just pick it up? Because I, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how I don't long see your it was issue, gonna dude. fucking yeah. take. I had no idea how long it was gonna take to talk to a 16-year-old with a learning permit and expired insurance. I didn't know nice, how long dude. that conversation was gonna. It's a long conversation. Yeah, it's it's becoming a longer conversation as I'm like. 
probably gonna have to do something about this. Can't just walk away. Well, I will did you say discuss though, how you're gonna have to pay for everything? I'm gonna yeah. have to pay for everything. One hundred percent. Yeah. But thankfully, no no damage to her vehicle. Who Ooh. gives a fuck? <laughs> I do. You should have walked over and just like kicked her window in and been like, fuck Yeah, <laughs> now we're even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You well, know what? She did make the comment. She's like, Wow, you're really nice. I'm like, Yeah, I mean, you're gonna pay for this. <laughs> but apparently she was thinking, No, I'm not. Bad times don't necessitate asshole nature. You I know, she did though, offer to pay for the food and I, I should have taken you it. You should have because like you but she didn't, didn't realize it wasn't just for you, it was for like six right. people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been a hell of a burrito. But uh I was actually really shocked because I, I ran over there really quick. I'm like, shit. So I got in my car, ran over. And I could not believe how nice you were. I mean, I made one comment once about being able to use the tools in the shop, and you about blew the roof off this place. So I'm thinking this poor girl is going to be, like, on a spit. Like, she's going to be already rolling over the course of a fire by the time I get there. Josh is and a selective spaz. He was like, it's, you know what? It's totally fine. Oh, you just do you. You go ahead and go. It's great. No. Oh, I was don't, talking thank you for the like, offer, make sure but you, you take don't have to. Take a picture of the damage. Yeah. Take a picture of my You were ID. helping her? I was helping her. She was 16. Well, it's. Jesus. She's barely even driven. She's barely out the womb. That's nice of you. Yeah, I was. You gave her a good learning and now, experience. Now it's burning my ass. Yeah, I'm a little bit. Dude, you, you literally had an excuse to be a fucking asshole like you are 90% of the day, <laughs> and you didn't Hold use on. It. Did you even honk your horn when she was backing up or did it happen too fast? I saw it happening. I'm like, fuck. And the guy in the truck pulling out looked at me. You said fuck, but you yeah. didn't honk the horn. The guy, nice. I'm not. You know what? You could have at least hang on, the window down and on. yelled on. In my defense, here's what my horn of my car sounds like. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So very intimidating. She's probably gonna hit the accelerator, <laughs> thinking it's a fucking bird. I'm gonna run this bird over, bitch. I remember Beep. now. We talked about this a few weeks ago. How he just needs to put his head out the window Meet and yell. So I do, or I need to get like a train horn to just fucking blow the shit. No, I didn't. I didn't honk the horn. But the guy in the truck looked at me and he's like, "Sorry, dude," because he knew it was his fault that I wasn't moving. Yeah. Well, and bam. Is he gonna pay for it? No, <laughs> no. But I would take his truck. It was nice. Yeah. So I'm still dealing with paying for my own damage. So is that like one of those moments he he made eye contact with you and he just kind of like. Saluted you. See yeah. you later, soldier. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like the Hunger Games. He just put his hand in the air and was like, ooh. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's three fingers fucking figured out. Is it out. three fingers? Yes. I don't know. Is it one, three? I don't know. Oh, oh. Did you just flick me off? Nice. What are we talking about? Kind of flicked the corner off. I don't know what yeah. the t- topic The Hunger Games. Yeah. We were talking about me I was getting joking. Like you said, is pegged. it two fingers or three? And I'm I got, like, oh, it depends sorry. on what we're talking about. I got pegged right by a red Ford Focus. I got pegged. Actually, they got pegged. I got sideswiped. You need to cut this. They took it in the I ass. need a drop of that. Like a, I got a pegged. noise drop, yeah, of him saying, I got pegged. I got pegged. I got pegged. I got pegged. I'm actually going to put <sighs> it, Um, I'll syncopate it too. I got pegged. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't like it. Well, Chipotle parking lot. You didn't like it? I didn't like getting hit, no. Oh, I, I thought we were talking about you getting pegged still. Oh, no. I wouldn't <laughs> like that either. I don't oh. think. I have no idea. Have oh, you ever you, been you pegged? Don't? Let's start this conversation off. Have you ever have you ever pegged him? Uh, no, I'm gonna putting answer on that. For her, putting on um, no. Jesus. big black strap on. Jesus. No, this why is it gonna, gonna be black? Yeah, why is it gonna be black? What if she's wearing a mulatto? Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. A big green strap on. There you go. Does it have sparkles? Shoving it up. That's what you get into after we a couple about it, bottles no. of wine. What I do? Shoving it up. Right. What? Your attitude could then be. If you're going to do it to me, I'm going to do it to you. 
That's a fair point. Right. Um, is but it no. Is it though? But is no. that a fair point? No. Well, anything happening know, to me is way worse than it happening to somebody else. You can argue anything. Yeah. That's true. That's, Get some credible doesn't mean facts. you're going to be right, but yeah. you can argue it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are people right now who think the earth is flat. Maybe it is. And, and if one of you two are them, is, I'm going to kick you out right now. No. Maybe it is. <laughs> no. But it's flat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I actually have been seeing a lot of that on Isn't like that social nuts? media. It's so annoying. I mean, it's hilarious. How do you, it, someone said it um, pretty well. It's like you've now taken something and completely disregarded all science. And yeah. that's a dangerous thing. Like yeah. You have science that is 100% backing the fact that we are in a circular planet and it's a I globe. Think, dude, I think people just get bored. Yeah. Like life is fucking way too easy. People are just like, hey, how can I make this more interesting? Hey, let me believe in something that is right. astronomical. Everything else in the cosmos is spherical, but not the Earth. <laughs> no. I, there's know. people that, there's Everything now fine. hashtag space is fake. People think that yeah, space yeah. Oh, is like fake it's a projection too. of some yeah. sort? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Drugs um, are bad, kids. Um, <laughs> drugs are bad. You know drugs are bad. bad. Do you know that big fireball in the sky that warms you up when you're in its rays? That's not just next door. If it was, I thought it was your face. My face? Yeah. Just my hair. You want to know what it really <laughs> is? Hair. You want to know what it really is? Let's hear it. Gas. Gas. It is. It is. It's a giant it ball of gas. Big, big, big ball of gas. So the next time your buddy says, man, it's been bad, I'm like, is it bad? Yeah. Are you literally running an entire planet's ecosystem with your ass? It's not that bad. Take a guess. Sometimes. <laughs> is it that bad? <laughs> Whoa. She's looking at me funny because she's been farting ridiculous amount lately. <laughs> oh shit! And it's not. Please, been, like, nobody's good. not pointing at me right now. <laughs> no, <yeah. It's laughs> even though I probably have been too. Uh, literally the worst smelling farts ever. And you guys and took a three-hour car just, ride. Did you just switch oh. nutrition or like new sups or something? She started taking a probiotic. Actually, oh that's bad. what it is. And I'm assuming Boom. it's just you know the rebalancing of the gut bacteria and it's causing some pretty rank farts. Yep. And yep. she doesn't hey. eat broccoli, but they smell like broccoli. So that's mm. interesting. Oh my god. I don't even want to start talking about what what that area smells like because uh, last week we were talking okay. about the fact that I pooped once and it smelled like Taco Bell. Like it was weird. How's that? What's that smell like? Taco Bell. Like, like it smelled like dirty a, tacos. No, or? it just smelled like a taco. Like it was like, man, it smells like Taco Bell. Like are you, a, and I'm Jeff, pooping. This are you is weird. team Taco Bell or Taco John's? Taco Bell. Yes, Jeff. But you and I only, are BFFs. See, listen. Um, the only reason is because they have more gluten free options for my celiac having ass. So you're celiac too. Taco Bell. Oh yeah, Taco Bell was also our first date. So that's oh, there's another shit. reason. Yeah. Oh shit. But first, it's something with like your their... first date. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I found out you guys met on Tinder. Yep. And then your that's first date sweet. was Taco Bell. It was the cheapest possible date ever. And did you holy use? Shit. Did well, you use the hot sauce sure packets for pickup lines? Cool. What? Did, did you use the hot sauce packets for pickup lines? Like, hey. No. <laughs> you want to rub this on me later? Question mark. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Let's. We do have a guest here. I kind of want to get to know him a little bit. Oh, yeah. What's right, I'm just going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? So, that's Jeff. Me turning my mic off because oh, I talk too much. And there it goes back oh, on. <laughs> no, that's the, kind of, that's the conversation right there. We almost should put Kate on the mic over there. Yeah. No, she doesn't want to be on. So I got to ask a question. Yeah. So you two are engaged. Yeah. This is a personal question. You've not, got a, not me and Jeff. Well, Kate no. and Jeff. Yeah, Kate oh. and Jeff. You've got a wedding ring on. I do. Okay. Why? I was going to so, ask that the other day, too, you know, actually. I'm I, engaged as well, and I've thought about it. I, I honestly, and it's going to obviously, with the way society works, everyone's going to assume that you're already married. Yeah. But I always thought it was kind of stupid. Dudes never wore rings when they were engaged. Because and the it's chicks like, well, does. Why does a chick have to have a ring to signify that she has 
Because otherwise she'd be other. beating dicks away with yeah, the fucking well, sword. There is that, but then why, oh, why, why, why don't I need to? Yeah, that's that's literally. <laughs> Have you been hit Whoa. on more since you got the ring, though? I am so oblivious to that stuff. I wouldn't know. You because hit on ever. <laughs> well, because he Tinder dates people at Taco Bell. By All the right, way, yeah, listeners, that was a dig. But no, um, when I got married, I noticed that nobody ever hit on me. Like I was the chick, like, "Hi, everybody, going to prom? See you later. I'm lame. I don't have anybody." And then all of a sudden, I got married because I paid him. The second I put a ring on my hand, it was nuts. It was happening all the time. Like I was getting hit on all the time. I thought we turned it's your mic such off. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we turned your mic off. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, Fucker. yeah. She turned my mic off, so I just stole Jeff's. Yes, that's what I sat between you guys. So, but so you put the ring on, so yeah. to signify you're engaged. Yeah, and I always, you know, He's I'm a like, trendsetter, what's ladies? the difference? I mean, if I wear it now or when I'm married, it's yeah. the same thing, same ideology. I mean, I'm not gonna just, oh, I'm not wearing a ring, so I'm yeah, technically true. can do whatever I want. No, right. it's stupid. Um, I, we're in an open relationship. Yeah, super open. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a conversation for a different time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, honestly, I just want to wear the ring. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, we uh, we saw him at a Walmart actually because oh, yeah, it's yeah. the silicone ring. Yep. Oh, people yep. can't see it. oh, it looked like a tungsten shit. So? No, I think it was after. Oh, you no, saw it was literally them. right after that. It was like literally right after. Oh, when she's we, getting on the mic now. Just talk. Just talk. Yeah. Just put it right up to your face. You don't have to touch anything. Just talk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's backwards. Yeah. Usually, don't talk. Touch everything. You're right. Your head. They're headphones. Yeah, they're, come on. So we're going <laughs> to hear the you. other half of this conversation. Okay. The, this, yeah. the other okay. side. Yep. Good. So, Kate, tell us the story from your perspective. What story? I have no idea. What are we talking Get about? Get a little closer to the mic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you you, 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 you basically want to put your lips on it almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> this is so you, funny. I mean. right, for those of you who didn't see it, she was just deep-throating the mic. <laughs> almost Riley Reesel, but not quite. So you guys got his ring at... Walmart before you were engaged. No, I think so. No, we were know. engaged. We we had literally done it, and then we were shopping around that night. I'm pretty sure, and then mm. we saw mm. it. And yeah, so we were going to nationals, and um, I knew he was going to propose to me because I checked his bag um, to make sure he didn't forget anything. Because like oh, regionals, he forgot his fuck. underwear. Oh shit! And I like opened it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's the one I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good choice, good choice. Yeah, you got well, it on. Well. She, no, no, it actually Yo. broke. Oh, shit. Tell him about that. Oh, I my mean, gosh. So I take off my ring when I work out. You didn't go out. to Jared then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I take it off when I lift and everything, and I put it in my bag, and then I forgot to put it on one night, so I went a whole day without it the next day. Uh-huh. And then when I was showering, like I did put it on after the gym. I like was showering, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. And so it's like one diamond in the center and then a halo around okay. it. Uh, yep, the yep. halo was fucking bent down and <gasps> oh, two shit. diamonds fell out. Oh. So I'm like hair sopping wet. Oh. Like I literally turned off the shower and I'm like screaming at Siri to call Jeff because <laughs> he wasn't home yet. And he walks in the door fucking like dilly dallying in the door. And I'm like, Jeff, get in here. <laughs> Fun fact, I'm diabetic in her phone. So she's like screaming. I'm sitting on the hallway. Call all diabetic. Call yeah. <laughs> <Cold laughs> diabetic. I walk in and I'm like, what? <laughs> And she's like, get in here. And I'm like, well, let me set some shit down. My hands are full. Like, get in here now. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. 
So we went to the um, jewelry store, and they're like, no problem. We'll ship you a new one in three and a half weeks. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, so this mm-hmm. was very recent. Yeah, yeah, this was like Wednesday. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, your boy got lifetime warranty. Was hey. Smart man. So, so. Nice. Smart. <laughs> Even those little diamonds, those will fall out all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happens to Courtney's all the time. Really? One, one's just missing out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. They are not perfect. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's that Wednesday boyfriend she's got. God damn it. Just yep. ramming her too hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's right. You're right. <laughs> you know what? She'll never hear that. So. She doesn't listen. She's the one that listens. No. <laughs> Courtney doesn't listen. Oh. Her. She's so sick of all the shit I tell her already. She's like, That's I don't true. need to listen to more of your bullshit. Yeah. I listen every morning at work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we got yeah. a dedicated listener we, we right do. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to like open up the clinic by like me and like two other people, so I just put my headphones in for like an hour and a half, so oh, cool. I get through about like one a week or one a day. Yeah, hell yeah. And now it's on Spotify. Yeah, which yeah. Just dropped on Spotify. Phenomenal cool. idea because as everyone's chosen medium these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, get out of here with your Apple Music. You well, first of um, all, fuck Apple phones. Yeah. Am I outnumbered suck. right here? What? I have an iPhone. What do you? What do you? I'm gonna use? switch though. See? Fuck off! Why? She, she's been woke. Yo, get on the Master Race Android. Master Race is Android. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. The droids are taking over. The droids are so great. I don't know about that. Um, I'll never be in the future. For not your personal assistant. Do you want an Apple doing the job or an Android? Duh. Yeah. AI, yeah. Yeah. If up? that was a thing, then probably Android. But what do you mean? If, go. if when can we start talking about real shit now? Yeah, <laughs> that's, not, that's right. Coming well, from a listener who listens to this, we're right. born for of this. the shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, All right. for real though. So, Kate, if you so you've listened to a lot of the podcasts, mm-hmm. if you had one question you could ask either of us, what would it be? Oh God, putting you on the spot. Um. Well, like I think it's really cool because. Like, I felt like I knew you guys before. I mean, I met Cole a couple times. Obviously never met you, Josh. So, like, I kind of feel like I know you guys more as, like, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, like, I would like a video. So, like, if you guys... Yeah. yeah. That wasn't a question, but... Right. No, um, but that's but feedback, an listener mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because, like, this whole entire time, I'm, like, picturing Josh in my head, and there's always, like, as all these ginger leprechaun. jokes. No, she probably was thinking I'm six foot eight. No, 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 no. Oh, because Giant they said hog. like you're small oh, shit. so like i'm like so jeff's like you know five seven 165 pounds like so i'm picturing jeff but ginger because i'm six but you're a little smaller six, than seven. jeff i'm yeah. five seven 172 pounds what's up yeah. oh so <laughs> i don't know yeah. yeah we're definitely we've tried but the camera that i was using like it just wasn't working so mm-hmm. we're working on that yeah, yeah. we got we got some people working on it. Yeah, we got our crew. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's kind of hard Dude, to Dude, isn't it weird up. we have like a production crew? Especially much. because we started in my apartment. Yeah. With that fucking That's mic attached to my phone. Yep. That's wild. It is wild. We're big time, dude. Yeah. Well, we're pretending to be. All right, let's talk to Jeff a little bit here, huh? Yeah, what's up? Tell us about yourself. <laughs> that is so, such a broad. It is. <laughs> a Let broad me, start. So you are a power lifter, as we mentioned before. Yep. How did you get involved in the sport of powerlifting? Wow. So if I told you I was into Olympic weightlifting before this, would uh, you be surprised? Or <laughs> No, but I would congratulate you because yeah. that's the real. But notice he's not doing it anymore, so he found okay. something better. Uh, or something easier. Actually, you want to know the real story? Yes, on I do. Um, I Obviously, you know, every <laughs> early 
newbie novice lifter is going to have these aspirations to becoming the greatest thing ever that you know creates earth yeah you don't do a sport not thinking you're going to be good at it right yeah so when i was looking at you know olympic weightlifting you, you got dudes that are my my weight clean and drinking close to 200 kilos and yeah. i'm sitting here struggling with like 90 95 kilos and i'm like eh. but then i got into you know, squatting and benching and deadlifting. And benching had always been something I was good at because it's the first thing I started with. Of course, um, everyone starts with bench. Yeah, well, who doesn't? My yeah. parents so did you me. did you play sports in high school or anything? <clears throat> no. no. Actually, he was so, a nerd. Yeah, I was a yeah. mega nerd. Really? Played. He played violin. That's why you know what Twitch is. Fuck yeah. What? Dude, see, see, yeah. You played to... violin? Yeah, 12 years. Do you still um, play? Uh, no. Do you shred the fiddle, dude? <laughs> I shred the gnar on my, <laughs> my fucking violin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a... Uh, I, it's sitting at my parents under my bed, so I haven't touched it in years. But it's something I can actually pick up and do. Right. Just like anything else. You must you know, be a the, wizard at Guitar Hero. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I was so good at Guitar Hero. Really? Yeah. Rock band. Fuck yeah. Expert. What's up? Sweet. I was actually really good. No, back to the <laughs> the thing. I got into it. Um, initially, I was just, you know, lifting my parents' basement. Um, very similar to Scott Sullivan over there. So know. did you, like, how did you get into lifting though? Like what interest you or like, did someone, or did you just like, I want to get bigger and stronger? My dad. I mean, yeah. he, honestly, I don't give him any credit really, but I've thought about it a lot lately. He was the one that kind of exposed he, he, you to it. Yeah. He, we have a, a set in the basement, you know, he did typical things like bench, curl, tricep stuff, whatever. Yeah, of course. Shoulders. And he, he you know, is very basic setup. You know, we have a couple dumbbells, some plates, and a barbell and a bench. And mm-hmm. I started getting old enough where I was interested in it. And obviously in, like, middle school, I wasn't that interested. Right. You know, I did it every now and then for, like, a week to two weeks, and I stopped. And yeah. then I would do it again, and then I'd stop. And then I'd do it again, and I stopped. And then I started getting into late high school, early college, probably my freshman year. And I'd be in, like, six months consistent with it. And I started working out when I went to State's gym. Which is Winona State has a really awesome facility for available for their students. So yeah, and plus you're like a facility like don't like the football team and like all the sports teams use use it as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and so I was just lifting there, and I was approached by a dude that wanted. He's like, "Are you interested in this stuff? Like, do you yeah. like to lift?" Because I was in there still like three hours a day, every day, doing just the basic stuff, mm-hmm. and um, he wanted to know if I was interested in like strength and conditioning, and I was like, "Yeah." Like, sure, it's something new. And I, I had no idea at this point what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. So do you, you were you majoring or anything or in anything? Or what was your, you had kind of no idea what you wanted to do or what? Interesting. I was actually psychology at this point. Like, oh. I, I literally just, I think it was the day I de- declared as a psychology major. Okay. And at that point, you know, I was early, early college student. I was like, yeah, I'm very passionate about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I actually don't care. <laughs> Strength and conditioning. I can lift weights and make a living out of it. Heck right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And it kind of spiraled out of there. I started coaching Olympic weightlifting, started doing it a lot myself. And then I started doing, I got into actually I, low bar squatting was what really put me into powerlifting because mm. I knew powerlifters did it. Right. But I was always told not to worry about it because it, if you were a weightlifter, it doesn't really no, doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, and as an athletic performance thing, I mean, yeah, you get a little overload, but it's more negative takeaways for it to yeah. an athlete. And mm-hmm. so, when I started doing that, I started putting weight on my squat like crazy, and I was like, I like this. Yeah, I, I like I being strong. Yeah, yeah, being strong is cool. So or did you ever pretending to be strong? Did you not just hear what he said? He went from high bar to low bar, and just because he went to low bar, he got stronger. What you, what's you your you definition feel? of strong? How does that make you so, feel? 
like actual definition are we talking or philosophical here? Well, he's fucking Mr. I'm just, Brainiac. I'm just, so that's I just it. think I like, like it. I like it. He's gets stronger as like he's been able to move more weight. Yeah. There's two ways you could look at that, I guess. I mean, <clears throat> maybe not just two. You know, there's, you know, physically strong. Yeah. Okay. So a dude can move X amount of pounds over a certain distance and you can put it into a Newton, whatever. Right. But you can also talk about, um, you know, what makes you strong? You know, what are you able to do with your day? What are you able to get through? I right. Mean, there's, yeah, there's true. It, yeah, right. measurement of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you then eventually switched your major. Yep. Right. Yep. To exercise science. exercise science. Yep. Which is funny because Isaiah McBride, who we had on before, also majored in exercise science at Winona State University. Oh, so. I can. Um, as far as like the actual textbook stuff, yeah, you learn your basic anatomy, your kinesiology, and all that stuff. So you you understand how the body kind of moves, and then strength and conditioning was just an ad- addition to it. It allowed us to work with the program they had. Allowed us to work with D two athletes. And you could basically do your picking and choosing as long as you were in the program. So, like, you could work with whoever. You worked underneath a strength coach, obviously. Right. um, That allowed me to at least apply what I was learning from the classroom, which also, like, astronomically changed my knowledge base. So, Oh, the practical knowledge is so, like, that's one thing, especially for online coaches. Like, if you never coach people in person, I don't know how you can be a good coach online. Yeah. Right. Just because the practical experience of being in a weight room with athletes is there's no, there's no, I mean, that's the best experience you can get in my opinion. Yep. Just because like having to explain things 15 different ways just so that that person can understand it because you like say it one way that makes sense to you and they just like look at you dumbfounded. Like, right. what did you just say? And working yeah. with other coaches too. You yeah, can for of, sure. You can learn from all their mistakes as well. It's, if you've only oh, coached dude. by yourself. You're not right. really learning it's much. so frustrating mm-hmm. working under a coach who you don't agree with. Oh god! Because yeah. you have to like coach what or they're doing coaching. We're doing a podcast with one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was at me or Cole. No, I don't I'm care. Just it's no, funny. I'm just kidding. But we're, we're talking about Brooke because she's not in the room. Oh, oh. But you're like <laughs> quietly taking notes of like I would do this, 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 and this different the whole time. But yeah. you have to like bite your tongue because they're your boss. But see, much. that's that's that's, that's also good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. That is how you learn. I mean. You, you either learn through how you would do things or mm-hmm. you can learn for how you would not do things. Right. And, and honestly, there's a lot of that, especially when you get into like doing your internships or when, if you work under coaches, whatever, yeah. or if you're being coached by someone, you you learn how you would and how you would not do things. I mean, I'm sure she was telling me that you hate deficit deficit yeah. stuff. And, yeah, and I love not it. Not a fan. And I, I can agree with that to a point. And Such I also, a true fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But... I have also seen progress for myself and others that use deficits. Right. And, you know, I mean, so it, it is like one of those things you can kind of sprinkle in. Yeah. You see, no, if you see a need for it. We actually had this conversation yesterday where it's like, I, maybe that's not my first thing or even fucking 50th thing that I would go to. But if it works for the athlete and they enjoy it and they get pounds on the bar, then why the fuck wouldn't I use it? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. So at the end of the day, if it works, it works. It yeah. doesn't matter really what, sh- how you feel about it. For a shorter athlete, I really like deficits. Yeah. For a taller one, they don't need it any They're pulling any that bar so far. Yeah, and, and it teaches them how to use it. In my no, opinion, go, Jeff. it no, can I, teach them how to use their legs a little bit more. I totally agree with you. I would actually do the inverse. I mean, for a taller athlete, really? you, I would do a block pull because, you know... You think about the greater amount of distance mm. they got to travel, but they have longer arms, longer limbs. Maybe they don't even know how to move. So their right. proprioception's garbage. So you got to teach them how to even learn how to use leverages. That's very true. Brace. Yeah. I mean, and if they're 
trying to dig super far down or trying to get way down to reach the bar. Yeah, it's crazy. They can't even possibly exactly. breathe. Like, and they don't even know how it feels. Right. So they're like, wow. Yeah. And I, again, at least from my own personal training of myself, when I'm doing deficits, the only thing I can feel are my legs because it helps me. But yeah, for someone who's taller, they don't need to be taller. They need to be short. They need to be short. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, there are times where if proprioception is a problem and maybe it's, they just aren't using their legs. So I was going to bring this up in the conference room. There's a guy in the gym that I work with. You might know, but I won't say his name. He could squat over 400 pounds, but he wasn't using his legs at all. Mm. So I took him away from squatting with a bar and it was just step ups. It was just different things that I could throw at him so that he would feel what using your legs is like. And using that, deficits was one of them. Get that neural connection mm -hmm. with the muscle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where you could just tell just by how the knees would move and how his hips were moving. He was relying on basically joints. He wasn't actually using real muscle to go mm. for it. And since then, I think he's in the 450s, 460s or something. Nice. Just because now he can use his legs. Right. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And back to what you were saying, I mean, if you don't, if you don't have that practical like knowledge of how to coach someone in person... Like, how can you possibly expect to um, coach someone online? And then that's where me and Kate have talked about this. Or she's, like, actually someone who's more entrepreneurial when it comes to my my coaching online. Because it's, like, I can't I can't bring myself to charge someone uh, an astronomical price um, when I can't physically be there to coach them. Right. Because it's so hard. And I guess that's where, I, when it comes to me, I have athletes that like, just send me endless videos. And I'll, I'll review all of them because yeah. it's, like, that realistically i can't put enough time into you to really constitute you charging or paying me more and yeah 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 even for example like i had an i had a dude <clears throat> in the gym the other day and he, he was telling me about like he's having problems with his legs and he when he was getting through his singles i was looking at him i'm like wow you look like you're really struggling he's like yeah my quads hurt a lot he, i'm like where does it hurt and he was like pointing across the sartorius and i'm like okay well, let's break it down. Let's. I'm going to show you some things, whatever we're going to focus mm -hmm. on. Just mashing it out and getting it mobile, right. getting yourself mobile. Um, but I sat and worked on him like with my hands for like yeah. a solid half hour or whatever. And like he, he Venmoed me later, like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I didn't want it. But right, thank you. right, yeah, right. I'm like, realistically, I'm like, if, if you're a good coach, you're going to want to make your athlete succeed and you're not worried about the, the, the cash no, that's coming not. in. Like, it's that doesn't a, matter. It's right. a passion thing. And it's more like you... Like, it's kind of a cherry on top to get paid for what we do because, right. like, I, I just yeah. enjoy seeing people progress. And, like, it's so, like, just fun to me when, like, someone's like, dude, I just, I can't believe that move that good. Like, two months ago, like, I never would have thought I would even touch that weight. You know right. what I mean? Just, like, something like that. Or, like, when you break through with an athlete and, like, you're able to, like, they finally understand what you're saying, like on a deeper level. And you're like, yes, like you've like, I've finally, finally found a way to like get through to you to make it so you can like understand what I'm saying. Like there's no better feeling than that to me. No, absolutely. Not. And there's nothing more motivating when your athletes are doing better. It oh, makes dude. me feel like I have to do better to stay ahead yes. of them. My yeah. boy, Ben, who I train with right now, he's literally been powerlifting for five months and he's like catching me on my lifts <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus H Christ. Like, yeah, you're doing really good, but also fuck you because <laughs> you're making me feel weak. What? But it's just, I mean, yeah, it's, it, uh, night, dude. <laughs> you guys good over there? What's going on? Uh, I'm just, I'm roasting because he's drinking coffee. Yeah. I'm an old man. No, but I mean, a rising tide 
floats all ships. You For know? sure. So, yeah. and I've known trainers that I so I work at a global gym. So I work with fourteen other personal trainers, and I've had it in the past where it's almost like the trainers trying to hold their athlete back just to keep them. You right. know where, yeah, that's yeah. Like, I'm gonna give your you. Your goal should be to like not. Your goal should be to not have to have them as a lifelong person. Exactly. Like, yes. right. Yeah. Unless you're programming, which is different. Right. But work like, yourself one out of a job. One, yeah. 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 That's it, so fucked up. That's right. Well, that's like when you work at a global gym, gym and it's hey, I want to keep you fat. So yeah. Well, you always have to go back to it. I want to keep. I want to get you to lose. 80% of the weight you want to lose, but then if you can't lose that 20, I can just keep selling you and selling you and selling you and keep my schedule full. I'm like, bitch, get out of here. You know what you're doing. You'll lose the last 20 pounds. Here's how. Boom. So, yeah. yeah. No, my, yeah. And that's exactly what I'm thinking. It's like, I would rather you learn so much from me that you don't need me anymore because mm-hmm. then that I, then I have successfully coached you to a point where you're either self-sustainable or you need to get someone who is absolutely top coach in the game right right. like if you go from me and you go to mike to share and that's that's the route i'm proud of that but here's the thing too though like you like i'm getting to the point where i've have it i'm having athletes for like a year year and a half like a long period of time and there's even the top lifters who are also coaches and top coaches they still have coaches yeah because one it just like we talked jeff and i talked about this yesterday um I so like it's one thing it makes me it's what makes me a decent coach I overanalyze everything so but when I do it so when I'm programming for myself I do the same thing I overanalyze everything and then since I'm the one doing it then I tend to fucking switch stuff up and not necessarily stick to the program that I had in mind in the first place right so I'm always like trying to change things because I think I could do it better right but at the end of the day it's not really helping anything because I am kind of switching it up too much so it's and then, like, if I were to work with an athlete for, like, two years and maybe, like, it gets to the point where we're both, like, on the same level, like, coaching knowledge-wise, it still helps to just have someone there to, like, bounce stuff off yes. of and just, like, hey, you know, may- if I'm the athlete, maybe i just, like, hey, I've been thinking about maybe adding this into my programming yeah. and s- just <laughs> expressing that to your coach and then just, like, having someone to talk to about that is yeah. is awesome going from coach athlete relationship to athletes you're both athletes right. at that time it's more yeah, like right? yeah absolutely yeah. and they're just no longer paying you or they're not paying you as much or or whatever yeah yeah that's exactly how it should be yeah yeah well like we were talking about earlier i mean some of the best growth and knowledge is learning from other people's experiences mm-hmm. and i mean for sure yeah someone that has done a lot and they have a lot of experience i mean you can learn so much from them and that's at the same point. I mean, I'm, I've always been uh, self-coached. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's kind of like a shoot yourself in the foot moment. But at the same time, I've learned a lot from my own my own failures. So Absolutely. I've also replicated a lot of failures that other people probably could have helped me avoid. But at the same time, I learned those. And I, you know, I am where I am today because I have the things I've done. I am a, I am a product of my own failures. You're and, your that, own and that's man. okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> and that's but okay. And it's true. I, I'm You're good kind of using yourself as a guinea pig. So right. that, yeah. that's the same thing. Like I have made mistakes myself. And now that I've made the mistakes, I'm making sure that none of my athletes will make that right. same mistake. And right. you're able to, in a very concise way, show your athletes, here's why. Right. Where they don't have to go through six weeks of beating their head against the wall and, oh yeah. shit, that was too much volume. For yep. sure. You know, because here's exactly why. And what's nice is if you track everything, you can pull out your program and say, 
here's when it happened to me and this is how my numbers were off yep. and then they yep. pick up on it right away yeah because most of the time your your athletes that are hiring you they're not necessarily as much of, of a do-it-yourselfer as we are yeah right they they're looking for you to kind right. of give them those answers right and it just gives you a better answer to give them mm-hmm. right yep no and that's yeah it's so what's it like having him as a coach, Kate? <laughs> so um, he, how much, how long did you program for me before state? Oh boy. Let's like see. three, four months? Yeah, it was probably about four or five. Four, yeah. probably. Well, so say. the thing is like, we are at the gym together every day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So like yep. sometimes I'm just going up to him and being like, okay, what do you want me to do next? And it's not like necessarily a program. Um, recently I decided that I want to go from 72 to 63. Okay. Um, mostly just because I want to look hot in my wedding dress. Hell yeah. Um, so it's like kind of giving me that motivation of, well, I'm doing regionals, so I have to be a 63 by regionals. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm kind of just doing like my own thing right now and just doing more like cardio based and like higher reps and all that kind of stuff to try and like lose the weight. Um, cause I'm not like one of those people that's like, I have to lose muscle to look, go down. Like I'm 30% body fat. Like <laughs> <laughs> I got to lose some body fat to go mm-hmm. down. Um, but honestly, like he, like, I love the way he's always like, I don't know. I don't know how to talk. I have like shit in my mouth right now. But, <laughs> um, that's not far from the he's more- always giving like feedback that. I would never hear from anyone else that's like a personal trainer. Right. Like, yeah. Well, what I've noticed, and so Jeff and I trained together and talked a bunch yesterday too, and that's kind of how we got him on the podcast. But the more I talk to him, it's like, holy fuck, like your your depth of knowledge goes so deep. And then, like, you're just able to pull from stuff. You know what I mean? And, kind of ticks me off a little bit because I'm always like, oh, yeah, I know. I absolutely know this. And I'm like, where did I first learn this? Though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but that I thought about, I was thinking about that today when I was, I was doing some programming and I'm like, I, it just becomes automatic because like you have all the knowledge, but it's not like I'm consciously like pulling like, oh, this, I'm doing this because this, 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 and this, you know, I don't have reasons really anymore. Yep. It's just like, I know this it's fucking works because yeah. of the, yeah. Yeah. But no. And, and, I feel like Mr. Hefe is over here is such, he's so even keeled too. So he's like the perfect person to give you feedback on stuff because he's not going to like tear you apart. Mm. Like, I don't know. That's at least what I got from him. And like, and you, I would say you're totally right. I'm not going to totally like destroy someone, but in the back of my head, like if I see someone do something, they're like, Hey, you want to watch this and let me know what you think. I'm like, sure. And they do it. And I'm like, what did you just? What was that? <laughs> but it's like okay, it's that balance, right? Of yeah. like being able to call someone out on their bullshit, but also like not making them feel like a piece of shit. He's right. really good at that. Like yeah, re- like insanely good. That's at that. such I don't know a, a gift. Single person that's ever like gotten mad at him. Yeah, Besides I don't think. Me, but like, I don't think I could <laughs> see. I could ever get mad at Jeff. <laughs> well, I, I take that. I take that. Wait till pride. he critiques your squat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, just makes Cole, me feel like a that? piece of what shit. What the fuck? Are you deadlifting or squatting? What the fuck is going on? What the shit was that you did with your hips? <laughs> did you warm up? No. Um, no, and that and that's I I've learned that for through the years. I mean, how to get to an athlete. So obviously my my background was a lot in strength and conditioning. So mm-hmm. it was like teams based settings, and everything can be very generalized in that. But how you coach your like 
how yeah. much time you spend each athlete can vary, but like you have to be concise and you have to yes. be motivating. And and that's a big one in motivating because you can't just be like, wow, you I don't know what you're doing, but you're messing up and then walk away. They're going to be like, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So you got to be like, okay, hey, quick. Keep your chest up, literally, and yeah. then move on. Like, hey, great job. Just make sure you keep your heels down because, like, in especially in a sports setting, you, yeah. you'll see a lot of heels coming out. But yeah. something basic, but, like, when you get that time with someone and you can actually break down what's going on with them, that's it's also really nice. And that's yeah. why I like doing the, the the coaching with powerlifters is because, you know, you get that one-on-one. You can really mm-hmm. bring things in. but. And at the same time, it's like it, it's always you got to be motivating. You can't be demotivating because they're not, yeah. one, they're not paying me for that, and two, why would I ever want to bring someone down? Like that's just not. Yeah, that's not who I am. Yeah, in, in, any, in any way. So. Yeah, it's know. that team. That team setting is tough too because like you're walking through and like you see someone doing something bad and you're like sitting there coaching them up and then out of the corner of your eye you see someone else doing something horse shit over there. But by the time you get over there, like they're onto the next movement yep, and it's right. like, fuck, I wanted to cue them on this, but now it's too late. And, and, and that, then, and then your best athlete gets ignored. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, you know, that's tough too. Yeah. So usually they're so good. You don't have to pay attention, but they need just as much attention. Yeah. yeah and see, there's also this, this theory that, you know, if you put, I get, what is it, 90-10, where you put 90% of your effort into your best athletes and like the, nah, it's not that, but it's something like that. But you you still coach your best athletes very well because just by process of being around the really good athletes, it's the, like a the worst down. athletes will come up. Yep, yeah. the trickle down. And they'll, they'll come up with it, but you don't, you don't, you cannot ignore athletes. So right. like even, I mean, there's so many different cases you could go through. You give everyone your fair share of time. I mean, mm-hmm. You want, you want, it, you, your team is only as good as your weakest link, just like your body is only as strong as its weakest link. You know, if you get a weak link, it's going to destroy everything. So yeah. you have to work on that too. And I think that's, I think it actually goes both ways. So like one, like sometimes, yeah, the best person gets ignored, but also sometimes the best person gets so much attention Yeah, because the coach is just like so hyped about this one athlete that yep. they just like hype them up and like, so like they, that athlete can do no wrong mm-hmm. and like they're it's it can definitely go both ways so that sometimes athletes that aren't as good as them feel kind of alienated a little bit yep because they're like well fuck i'll never be that good just because i'm not that genetically gifted mm-hmm. and then they feel like a piece of shit so because yep. they're like i'm never going to get on the coach's good side because i can't right. do that and yeah you never want athletes to feel that way so no. it's like you always have to have you have to have something constructive for everyone i and think the hardest thing about the freaking whole strength and conditioning world is that like when I did it I felt like there's this pressure of being like the rah-rah like loud yelling coach but and that pressure's there but at the same time like I noticed that athletes can fucking see right through it if that's not you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like if that's not your personality and you try to do that like they're not going to take you seriously whatsoever or some people don't want that right yeah if someone was like okay so it was probably a year ago and I was trying to like max my squat or something like that. Yeah. And Jeff like did the whole power lifter thing and like slapped me in the back and he's like, yeah, let's go. And I turn around and I'm like, do that again and I'll fucking cut your dick off. <laughs> like he needs to not say a word to me. Like he can say like right. keep tight or like hips or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. But the moment you try and hype me up, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, and that is how you learn how to, Approach each approach athlete. Approach your athlete. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's it right there. You you learn 
what works Drum what doesn't dicks. yep <laughs> well uh, so she then, got it by I the hope way you still have your dick right? yeah i do <laughs> so then well, i have see. a question We're good so on all fronts i coach my fiance at the gym as well okay and her and my relationship at the gym is very different than outside of the gym Okay. In the gym, it's almost as though I try to be as much coach as possible yep. and disregard the fact that when I go home, if I say something stupid, I got to pay for it later. How do you deal with that? Honestly, it's it's a day by day thing, but okay. at the same time, you got to you got to think about it like this: coaching is as objective as possible. Right. You can subjectiveness. Let your emotions it, it, go. Yeah, yep, yeah. You can't really put it, that into it because then you yeah you you're gonna you'll be blind on one side. Yeah. So like with her, a lot of it is okay. What do we need to fix? You know, what are we doing? What are you doing? How's it feel? Basically, to treat it like a coach athlete, you know, relationship, um, in the gym. I mean, and realistically, because we're not the PDA types, so like, right. Even at that, like, we're never we don't kiss in public, really. right? Right. So right, like, right. that I won't even hold his hand in the elevator. That is a lie. She <laughs> in the elevator. No. So like, okay. So like. We live in this big apartment building and everything, <laughs> yeah. and so we take the elevator down because we live on the third floor. And like, he'll you know try and like hold my hand or whatever. Yeah, and like, I'll, get that I'll shit out of like, here. No, because what if the door opens and someone sees it? <laughs> Dang. Soon it's you're funny. gonna have a ring on that finger. I and think you might that, as well be holding his hand. I think that actually says a lot about you, Kate and Courtney, that they're willing to like realize that in this gym situation. That like this is a different hey, person. Yeah, they know what the fuck they're talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to them. Like yes. I've had situations where my significant other was like, "Fuck you!" Like I don't want to hear this from you. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I, literally, the person next to me could have said the same exact thing, and they would have taken it way better. But yeah. since it was just coming from me, it's like you like right. don't talk to me like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does like, she ever try to pull like, God, I just don't want to be here today. Oh yeah, well, I mean, pity party time. shit yeah. every day. Well, yeah, every now and then it'll be okay. So I have like the worst bench in the world, right? So that's Not like true. my and that's why you're going to regionals because you have the worst. Guess how much I can bench? <laughs> like, just take a guess. More okay, than more than I have you, this year. No, let me tell you. So my max for deadlift is two fifty. And my max squat is two twenty five, but I have We're talking tried. kilos here. Yeah, yeah, yeah for right. sure. <laughs> What's up? Um just based off those numbers, tell me what you think I can bench. One forty five. No. Damn, dude. You did her half dirty that. with that. But no, not I half I was that. Being nice, dude. No. Jeez. I'm at ninety pounds right now and I'm trying so fucking hard to get those twenty fives on each side and so, just do ninety five pounds. Anyway, so that's like my thing. That's like that's what beats me down. That's what makes me not want to go to the gym because I'm like, how come everyone else that's my strength level can bench like 135, 145, mm-hmm. whatever? Um, and Cole yesterday was like, you can't compare yourself to other people. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, he's right, it's though. True. You were I salty because I was speaking I facts. You're talking but, to the guys that's just wrist and elbows but, here. I know. But so, like, that's the thing is I'll fail 90 pounds or I'll fail 95 pounds and I'll be like, I'm fucking leaving and then literally leave. And he's like, oh, okay. so Mr. Psychology. Interesting. <laughs> oh, what yeah. do you think of the word fail? Or can't? Uh, we already, we, oh, God, do not get how me started about, on the can't thing. How about we call it? I missed. I missed. Misses, your misses are the best thing that can happen yeah. to you. So fail makes it sound like you'll never be able to succeed. Failure is not like because you attempted. It, that's not fail. Yeah. No, you attempted, and in God, you know, you learned something hopefully from that. So like, especially with her, um, 
I was going to say something earlier about, like, so there, there's those moments when it's like, okay, we got to be objective, but, like, she's really emotionally stressed out about this bench that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, like, if you, I'm not going to force you to be here, but recently it's been like, okay, so you failed it, let's bring it down. Let's just do some practice singles. Like, mm-hmm. Let's practice. Let's figure out what's going on here. Because it, it, for me, I can I can see things that she's doing wrong, but like you can't fix that immediately. And it's it's more of like a, a repetition thing. Yeah. And and, I and you have to weigh: is that going to make her feel even better or worse about it? Right? Yeah. Are you going to try a single and then miss that too? Right. And then you just hate. Or if yourself? you give her a cue, like, oh, it's because your elbow looks like it's double jointed. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing with those yeah. arms, girl? Right. And so the other thing was is like, um, when we we're working out or whatever together it's you know I, I'm, I'm doing i'm treating her the same way i would treat an athlete but right. like i'm being constructive with you and at the same time like when she's doing something and i tell her something like it, it does register but she'd be like i don't know how to do that and like i'm trying to tell her i'm trying to coach it to her and then like our friend dom will come up and be like hey try this and then she does it and it works and it makes it great and she's like why couldn't you tell me that and it's like well that's I because did, bitch. <laughs> I did, but in a he nice said it, way. it. He said it, or he showed you in a way that you, it clicked with you, and right. it wasn't me. So we no, do it have wasn't your fault, yeah. No, right. and we do have that barrier of like, oh, it's just because it's you, thing. Yeah. and and that and that you're gonna have that with people, like. But I think and I would have totally that. Fine. It's not like just because it's you, no, it's, because like I'm dating you. It's like just because it's you, because like any other person could have explained this a different way. Right. right. Correct. Like it or, wasn't because yeah. you know. Or does this Dom guy say it in a more blunt way? Yeah, yep. yeah, he says it in a way that a third grader can understand. Sexy sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, down the hype man. Um, yep. He's he's she's saying that, that you're just too goddamn smart. No, it's literally he has like, do you know what a Lexile score is? No. So a Lexile score is like First how of all, well you can. I haven't comprehend. read a book, and I'm just oh. kidding. No, what? So like, being like a seventh grader, you're supposed to have a Lexile score of like 700 okay. or like whatever. Oh, yes. So now like, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm a fairly smart person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a nurse. I, you know, but I can't comprehend shit. Mm. Like I read a book that's meant for a 12th grader. I cannot read it. Mm. I'll be like, I'm constantly, when I was in nursing school, I'd literally like pull my book to Jeff and be like, what does this sentence mean? Right, right. And he is like a scholarly, like, professor that just can spout off like all of these different crazy words mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't understand you and dom is more like like a feel kind of guy or does he show you he just says it in dumber words okay. yeah not I because definitely... he's dumb no 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 yeah i get what you're saying though but oh. he explains it to a kindergartner and that's mm, how i right, need right and just it's in, not it's Jeff's just fault. it's just the way of communicating mm-hmm. like jeff is like you said a smart dude and he has a very big vocabulary yeah and so he like says it in the it probably the way that he says it explains it in a better like more concise like way but then you just can't really hear it that way yeah. and no. get what he you almost want. need the definition not the vocab word. yes yeah give me the definition of what you're trying to say to me right yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that, how i am i feel a lot of times that I'm yeah. just a moron. You have to explain everything to me. Hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it tough, though. Sometimes it's just communication. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And sometimes they, you, it turns out that they're very visual, or you need to literally take their joints through the motion. And, I've had know. to do that multiple times, yeah. especially with young, like high school yes. athletes who literally just, I don't know how they fucking walk without falling over <laughs> right. because they're yeah. so uncoordinated. Fifteen-year-olds are the worst. Yeah. They're like. 
so uncoordinated. Yeah, they haven't grown into their bodies yet. Right, like, right. There's, I mean, multiple times where I've literally just had to like move their body in the right, right way because they can't, just can't figure it out. Yeah, they can't look at you and internalize it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But I have worked with, like, I worked with a pair of dancers mm. and they were so good at just watching me do it and then recreating oh, yeah. it. Right. Because that's what they do, right? right? When they're learning a dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting, like because I showed them one time, and they're like, "Oh, is this right?" And I'm like, "That's absolutely perfect." Right. Or, <laughs> or you just like, need to tweak it a little. Right. I'm yep. like, you guys, like, you're just making my job super easy, and mm-hmm. that's fine with me. Right. Yep. But not everyone is like that at no, all. Right. Well, one of, one of the things I realized was like the hardest thing to teach a high school athlete is how to do an RDL. Yes. Do you know how to dude. control pelvic rotation? No. Oh my god. Not at all. <laughs> you don't even know what your pelvis looks like. No. <laughs> you don't know what your hips are doing or how to use them. Right. That's I mean, when I started high school dance. That's, that's when I started. <laughs> seriously though, I literally doing? started videotaping them, mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, just so you know, this is what you look like." Yep. And then I'll show them the video and be like, "Don't do that." <laughs> and then they kind of get it, don't. but like. They like again. They're just their proprioception isn't really there, and maybe they're just not very athletic. Period. So they just can't make the connection of like when I say, "Hey, can you try not to do that with your back completely rounded over?" And they yeah. they try. They're like literally. They're really tr- actually trying, but they just can't do it. Right. Yeah. And, and like it's like they. I mean, hip hinge is out of the question. Well, yeah, know? and that's one thing. I mean, you get better at it as a coach. I mean, a good coach is gonna be able to. F- give you cues that you can figure out and mm-hmm. speak it in, in layman's terms so that you can understand it. I found that to be difficult. Um, That's what she was <laughs> Like a dude, a dude yesterday <laughs> coming to the gym, I, I know him for a while, and he goes, yeah, what, do you, what would you suggest for someone who just had, a, like, maybe their hips go out of place or their back go out of place, something like it was like his back or his hips or something. And I'm like, well, well, I'm low back related. And he's like, yep. I'm like, well, basically, uh, I would stay away from any axial loading, but I would say your best friend right now would be... Do you see be, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> stay, well, axial Putting a bar, and, yeah. bar on your back yeah. or loading your spine. Don't load your spine, and I would say do something like a reverse hyper or a um, back extension of some sort, and I would say literally just work on... Something that you can do with a band, and I hate this. I hate this because it is like the physical therapist's uh, cop out. But taking a band and doing glute work, but no, using glute work in a sense that you're using and creating a base. Right. So like your back injury could possibly have come because of downregulation of your glutes. You sit all day, so technically you probably have tight hip flexors. If you have tight psoas. You get to the hole, you just lost your glutes, and that's why you probably got an injury because right, you right. got down down regulation. That's my problem. I right. have lordosis. I have naturally tight psoas. I don't mash them nearly as much as I see. Should. I thought you just were a wannabe Instagram hoe. Oh and my you god, just does stuck he not look like a fat? So no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also that's part of the, the lordosis. Jeff, stand yeah. up so Josh can yeah, see yeah. it. All right, Josh. You Oh, like pull yeah. the back of your shirt up because then you can see it way more. Yeah, he's got a Donald Duck butt. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. It sits back. Yeah, it's, I wish I had that photos. ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I bet you don't wish you had his back pain and discomfort. And when his no, I have really yeah. Yeah. It, it gets tight, but it's actually not that bad because really? I focus on it so much. Oh, okay. Um Like just in changing like the way I sit, the way I walk, the way I talk. Right. Talk. talk. Um, <laughs> God. Nah, but it's, it's seriously, I mean, it's something that you, it is genetic, and but at the same time, I can control it to mm-hmm. a point. And we were talking about this with lumbar flexion. It doesn't happen to me, 
but it can happen. Like I, I do have lumbar flexion moments, but it's much easier for me to control away from it. But yeah, for people who don't know what that is, it's when your hips tuck under in a squat or something like that. Yeah, yeah rounding right. of like the lower, lower back. Lower, yeah. lower back lumbar rounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is lumbar flexion. Your lower back rounds instead of arches like. A, yep. Like he has. Yeah, lumbar yeah. extension would mm-hmm. be. So like, or he, like butt winking at the I bottom of a squat. That, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. sorry. I, yeah. Interestingly, you know, another topic is butt winkings are actually a lot less common than people think. They yes. see a, they see hip rotation, and they're like, "That's a butt wink." It's like, no, there was no lumbar flexion. It, technically, you're fine. Yeah, it was still right. neutral. It just right. It's still neutral. Yeah. You still have control over your core, mm-hmm. but you don't have control over your hips. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But so, yeah. in order to fix, let's say that for you, the bottom of your squat, what are you doing? before you touch a bar to activate, to get ready, to get your mindset. What Ooh, are you doing? That band. Yeah. So we, we bought Slingshot. a slingshot. We yeah, we bought a <coughs> Mark Bell, what's up? Yeah, hit me with that. Uh, sponsorship. <laughs> or, um or skills bands like a real athlete. Yeah. Well we have skills S K L Z, the Hell Walmart yeah. brand. Jesus. It's not the Walmart brand. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Good God. It's the a cheapest shit. No, 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 no. That's the go fit shit you're talking about. <laughs> skills is a sponsor of the NFL Combine. Okay. okay, that's fair. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't shit. give a shit. And all star nutrition is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Keep no, going. so, okay. Dude, don't even, mm, I'll go there. <laughs> Pre squat ritual. All right. So, realistically, when I get there, I'm getting there at like five ish o'clock. I'm getting done with work. Yeah. So, you know, I'm also trying to expedite things. At the same time, um, you know, you, you do things and you avoid things. This, is, this goes into discipline and consistency. You avoid things sometimes when you don't have time. Mobility ends up being one of those, and activation might be mm-hmm. another part of that. For me, I know that it is an internal issue. It's not like a myelination or motor pattern issue okay. because, like, let's say I can take, I took 465 for a, a pause double on a deload week because I got bored, and um, I had no problems controlling it. I had no, I, I leaned a little bit in my second rep, and that went out of the way. But the fact that I could do that without losing core tension or depth, uh, morbidity in my hips, like told me that it wasn't, it a wasn't a pattern, pattern problem. issue. Yeah. So now right. I, I now realize that when I go into my actual like squatting and I'm seeing that I'm losing core tension or I feel that I'm losing core tension is something's telling me that like, all right, I'm clearly missing something to the equation. So now when I'm getting in there, I'm doing something to so as ma- mash my so as out mm-hmm. and then release it if I can. Um, release. Yeah, no, and that's seriously, that's one of the most important things, especially, I think, as an athlete. Nah, okay, I, I hate the I think, I feel thing, because if it's not backed by science, it doesn't use meaningless. Right. Um, yes. So, stati- science would tell me, hey, release your psoas because you're losing, I'm losing my glutes, and as a result, I'm losing core tension too. I'm losing right. my brace. Also, I, so when we break that down, I'm, I'm releasing my psoas. I'm activating my glutes, and I'm releasing those too because they're naturally just really tight. So mm-hmm. I'm releasing those. My hips are loose again. I'm making sure that I can control it through the pattern, um, but then I'm also looking at just doing some kind of core activation, or not not core activation, but you know, like I'm trying to control my um, transverse abdominus mm-hmm. in a dynamic pattern. So something as simple as doing like a banded dead bug has been yes. one of my favorite things. I love those. Being able to actually activate my core. And people think that you have to hold your breath. Realistically, you can actually do all the motions without holding your breath. Like right. You can have core tension without it. It just is assistance to that IAP, the intra-abdominal mm-hmm. pressure. That helps with that, too. But you know, if you... So hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a very yeah. long-winded so, way of saying it. But yeah. So to sum it up, 
you'll use the hip circle, mm-hmm. right? Warm up your hips right away. Oh, you yeah. might get on your back, hold the band over your belly and do your dead bugs. Yep. And then I would assume if, let's say you are squatting and maybe you have three plates on the bar or whatever, and you realize, oh shit, I'm losing this tension. You'll either go back to the dead bugs or you might start doing those pauses because you know they can work yeah. for you. So, yep. Uh, I'll take some, I've taken tidbits of information from like squat university and yep. stuff like that. And like, I'm losing maybe something. I'm not taking long enough in my warm up, so I'll do like this. Uh, for example, if I get to like 315, am I losing core tension? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try to either mash out or release my psoas more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll throw in some more glute activation if I can, or you know, I'll just pause it. I'll do like a double dipped squat yeah. where you know yeah. you do a little bounce and right. come Extra. back in. Yep. I need to obviously be moving better. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be warmer or something is not going the right way and and there's days where that happens and there's nothing i can do to fix right. it and i just need to bite the bullet and go for it yeah. or can I, I ask a question yeah, yeah. what is a psoas so in it's ter- like it's you it's a really deep hip flexor do you want to answer it no go for it <laughs> a really deep hip flexor and this is why it, it applies to me is because it attaches at the lumbar region i believe it's like yeah. upper lumbar it's like in inside inside comes inner hip through the pelvis and attaches on the inside the i think it's a lesser trochanter something on the inside of your femur so it's a hip flexor. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and it looks like this. So as oh, activation oh, is nice. also important. Surprisingly, yeah, so just because it's, it's tight. Under his abs, active. and it literally mm-hmm. wraps around. Yep. And I'm assuming the way you release it is you're probably putting like a ball yes. and a kettlebell. Kelly star reading it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Smashing so it. So he just like literally hits it trying to re- open it up. Yep. So that's that's a big one. I RPR every now and then too myself. Really? Best I can. Yep. That's like, RPR is the best. Really? It's amazing. It's like one of those weird Skeptical hippo eyes? Is that what I'm saying on you? Huh? Are you do you not like RPR? Yeah. We'll talk about this, but RPR is... Very, yeah. Are you I'm skeptical? Not, I'm a skeptical person in nature. Have you tried it, though? Yeah. You have? Yes. Have you I've had, had it done on me. By, by who? Was it? Were they certified? Yeah. Okay. It was Hackamacky. Okay, but did you know, like, didn't do anything for you? It did. Kind of. But I'm still like... That's so... I'm the same way as you, or as like... I need research and like science to tell me why the fuck the, this yeah. is happening. And that's hard because I appeared. Exactly. Right. So I'm just like, first of all, is this magic? Or <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this process that is happening that is giving me these re- results? First, how about, can you like give, like tell people what RPR is? Um, yeah. So RPR is, Cal Dietz. If, yeah, Cal Dietz is one of the guys that really popularized it. And he, he'd found a guy that was South, South Africa or something like that. Yeah, even this story fucking gives me skeptical. Dude, they lies. found it in the Amazon. This they in uncovered the this secret yeah. from yeah. South America. Yeah, yeah. That um, deep in nobody the knew about. You yeah. know what I mean? Right next to the new toad that we found. Is that the toad that yeah. gives you DMT trips? Oh yeah. Yeah, RPR stands for reflexive performance reset. I had to actually like look that up because I forgot what the actual breakdown was. It. Um, and it, it's if I could describe it as anything, it is vigorous rubbing or vibrating on certain parts of your body that allows a- other things to become more active. So, for example, like you take like your thumbs in, in like a really like in a digging fashion, and you literally start like rubbing like your sternum. You get a couple. I can't remember what ribs it is on the side. You can mm-hmm. you take it and dig it down on the outside of your vastus um, lateralis, and then you can dig it on the inside of your media. Um, VMO, your yeah. VMO, yeah. I was, I'm losing my. Where your jaw? Can, my your anatomy, huh? Your jaw. My jaw. Yeah, there's yeah. a button yeah. on the oh, yeah. jaw. Yeah, yep. yeah. You can hit the jaw. You can hit the back of the skull. 
there's a bunch of different spots. I don't know them all because I'm not I'm just I'm not certified in it. I've had done enough to me that I I can get some of the spots that I need to. But you hit your psoas too, mm-hmm. and it, it is the most bizarre thing ever because it is exactly painful. what it says it is. Yeah, super painful. But it's also a reset. Like I remember the first time I ever had it done. So obviously I had the minimal clinical dose for it, and yeah. and I had huge like gains in reset on my how I could, my hips moved. Like, I felt great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So for people who are listening, just I would recommend just looking up videos because it's literally one of those things. You know, like those freaking magnetic uh, bracelets that people, oh, those were, are selling, jokes. people baseball, were selling? In, those motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah, that they were like selling in mall kiosks mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. It's literally like, it looks Reset like that system. from the video. Like, they're like, okay, you, they'll like do a test on like your hamstring or whatever. They'll like pull it down. And then they'll do the whole reset thing and then they'll do it again. And then like, they can't move it. You know what I mean? It's like, but so like I saw videos and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this shit? Right. And then I actually had it done on me and it did work, but I'm still just like, what the fuck is happening? There is a science to that. My question would be, is it like foam rolling in that it only lasts for 20 minutes? Yes. Somewhat. Um, So, so now the idea behind it, sorry, go ahead. Do you feel like. Every time you reset it, you have to reset it less or less often. So you feel like so, your yeah. body's learning how to deal with it and you're not going to have to need this anymore? Yeah. So every time you do it, in theory, you're supposed to be able to need less of it. Okay. Or when you do it, you're more responsive to it. Uh, and as you kind of... Let's take it Let's take it from a standpoint of like strength and conditioning. When you create, you have a short warm-up, your mm-hmm. idea is to get mobile. And so like flexibility out, out the window. We're going mobility. We want you to be able to move your hips and control your hips. Right. So if this is going to allow you to do that, you can then, if you get a little bit of mobility increase with your hips and you learn how to control it into a session or a couple of sessions, you, you build a motor pattern or myelination of that mm-hmm. so that you technically won't necessarily need that as much. Right. So right. Like, Cause it's now built into your internal right. programming. Right. Like you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that I guess that's uh, the answer to your question. Is there anything that you can be doing maybe at work or throughout the day that you can help mitigate your hips resetting in a negative way? Yeah, like becoming stiffer. Yeah. More. Yeah. I mean, really, it's it's the it's the sitting that really kind of ruins it. I mean, right. every everybody sits a lot. Yeah. I mean, unless you have a physical labor job like some people in this mm-hmm. world. Um, yeah, you don't have the you don't maybe have the luxury of being able to walk around and, and get loose and so i don't know for me it's just i i get up and i start stretching and, yeah. and i hate static stretching and that and there's more evidence coming out that says static stretching is awful for you but if it isn't that hilarious in, in comparison yeah it is it's hilarious but in comparison to just sitting and becoming stiff uh, i'll take the the static over that because then i at least know i'm not gonna hate myself right, right. Um, so expand a little bit more on the science behind rpr is that is coming out is like is there anything does deets have any like information on what is actually going on like in the body that's giving you those responses Um, or if i had to guess i think it's it's got to be neurological right i mean your body's getting that burning digging you know you're you're in a sense causing pain but what's crazy is going to be very aware but what's crazy is you do it like this place that you do the digging or whatever to isn't the necessarily the place where you see the results of it right you know what i mean but right. i mean that's like if you have a knot let's say in your subscap but you feel 
a stretching in your neck right, or something right, like that. Right. It's it's kind of the same the thing, chain. I guess. Chain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, just like when you have a heart attack, but your left arm so, goes dumb. Our peer is so not intuitive. It's that's why it fucking freaks me out. Yeah. I don't I don't know like some of the like the super deep details about it, but obviously, yeah, it's very much neurologically related, but um what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Because, uh, well, re- realistically, if you think about it, like, if you're rubbing the back of your neck and your glutes are activating better, what the fuck is that? Right, like, right, right. That makes no sense, but it does. It works. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's more emerging now because, like, they're doing more research for right, it, right. obviously. And he's obviously backing it. Like, he's done seminars. You can get certified in it and all that stuff. Um, but hey, but it is. <laughs> What's up, bud? Hey. Sorry about that, guy. It's very it's interesting. Good. No, you're good. Isn't it crazy to think that there's still stuff that we don't know about strength oh. and conditioning and we like, barely know anything. Yeah. But it, like, just like the bias of where we are at, like right. we always know, we know, we always think we know everything at right. that point. You know what I mean? And right. then there's mm-hmm. stuff like this that comes out that like has like so little to do with the research that we have done. Right. That it's just like, what the fuck? Like what, then what are the capabilities of stuff like this? Right. You know, it uh, kind see, of brings up a whole different, avenue of of stuff like that activation i just googled it really quick just to, <laughs> to get what no get just like what it is it says it's a system of breathing and neurological wake-up drills that help you move and feel better um they're simple enough to be learned by everyone yada yada, yada whatever uh, medical doesn't he have like a tagline on it that it's like putting your body from something mode into survival mode or some crap like that um because it's his system, so he's, like, selling it and stuff. Right. Like he well, has, like, this cheesy tagline. I guess it's not thing. just him. It's it's him and uh, these other two guys. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, is what I can, what I know between the system of, like, parasympathetic and sympathetic mm-hmm. systems, like, when you're in the gym, and I'm going to be wrong here, because I'm, I'm going to, I got to switch here. Look at this. This guy... See, for me, I would have totally just talked out of my ass there. Well, no, I just want to make sure what I'm saying is right. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm don't not an idiot. Do that. Oh. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, yeah, sympathetic nervous system is activated in terms of fight or flight. Okay. And then parasympathetic. Would, so when we, when we talk about this, it, it would be probably activating the sympathetic nervous system. The one that you can somewhat control. Yeah. Yeah. The well, parasympath- no. No. This, so... Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here shit. We go. We gotta, we Here's a sure terminology thing that we're fucking up so, hard right now. Sympathetic is something that you're activating, something yep. that you're into when you're in the gym, mm-hmm. when you're running. Which one is you're fight or flight? Symp- sympathetic. Sympathetic. Okay. Parasympathetic is like your body's ability to beat your heart and you know, control your breathing okay. when you're not thinking about it. In a sense, you can control both, but it is like fight or flight is something that happens like that. It's right. immediate. And you're in that mode and you're hyper aware, you're activated in ways that you could not. That's the whole story. You know, your mom, your mom got super scared that you were getting crushed by your car and and she lifted lifted it it off of you. Yeah, that would be the sympathetic. But see, here's the thing with the way we are today. um, They're looking at issues of like we're so into like our phones, our computers, everything that we never actually leave (laughs) that. (laughs) That Well, it got me to it. (laughs) But it we, we can never learn how to switch off. Are sympathetic, yeah, and and as a result, there's things that were negative connotations or negative um, drawbacks from that, yeah. obviously. So learning how to take an athlete and get them to calm through me- like meditation, even, and bring them into a parasympathetic state where they can start recovering, because you can only start recovering once you get out of that. Right. I mean, um, 
obviously we have a switch off every now and then, but those for people who like can't go to bed, they can't fall asleep, mm-hmm. you know, they're constantly active. They're constantly like thinking about stuff. And, and, and in a sense, maybe you're in a sympathetic state, but if you were, learn how to control that, control in some the way. way your brain works, yeah, you can make it different. Yeah. I mean, actually get some sleep at night. Right. And then maybe you'll be an athlete. An athlete. Okay. So here's my question about that. So you get someone that's like, really like they're super naturally strong like they try really hard in the gym and everything but their nutrition is shit they sleep five hours a night they're Mm -hmm. you know a college athlete they're literally like you know eating mcdonald's twice a day or whatever they're skipping breakfast all that kind of shit how do you coach them into like how do you coach them like you know that they could be so much better if they were to get their shit together, you know, like. Yeah. But, but no, some that's, people. The I, thing use, is, I like to ask him a question. Me or him? No, I do. I would ask that athlete a question. What are we doing here? What, you know, do you want to be the best? Yeah, that's what okay, I would say. Okay, but what if they you know, don't want to be the best, though? Like, well then, what if they just want to do shit then, for them, but they do want to get stronger? Right. Then you just got to explain to them with the lifestyle choices that you're taking. You will get stronger, but it's going to be way slower than mm-hmm. if you do some of these other things. So I had a very uh, conversation with another coach who that relates to this perfectly. Is It's basically you have to determine how much you're willing to give up or dedicate to the certain goal that you're trying to chase. Exactly. So if, like, he posed the question of, like, if you... Like if you're programming for somebody or if you're like, if you're in the situation where you have, there's two options, right? If you, you know that doing this one lift will for sure lead you to results in the long run, but it's like a boring lift that you don't necessarily like to do. Or you can do this lift that is kind of fun and it like kind of gives you a break, a mental break and stuff. You enjoy doing it but it's not going to help your overall total in the future. Like what, which one would you do? And like, it totally depends on what you're willing to give up. Like if you're willing to grind and fucking do that shitty ass workout, but you know that it's going to end up in you getting better, then, I mean, that's kind of, it just depends on the, the athlete themselves. And like, how much are you willing to, how much are you willing to grind and go through this? And it, I mean, as far like for me right now, like, there's only so much you can give like from in day-to-day life. So for me, like working, I was like for the past month I was working in St. Paul. So I'm driving an hour and a half to work. So three hours of work of driving a day plus an eight hour day, that's 11 hour day. And then then being in the gym for three hours. And then I have to go to bed at nine o'clock because I have to get up at three in the morning. You know what I mean? So like my diet went to shit because I just wasn't mentally capable of like, being super strict on my diet because I was giving so much to all this other stuff. So literally just to make my quality of life better, I was eating like shit just because it was like, I just need to do this right now. Just the discipline was going into other assets of my life. So it's, you literally just have to have a conversation with someone like, Hey, just so you know, like you're sacrificing your top end because you're just doing this stuff that makes you feel better. Right. Whether it be, staying up late, drinking on the weekends, having a shitty diet. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> no, but it's literally it's it's just what you're willing to do to get better. Right. Mm-hmm. And some people, it's just the fact they're not willing to do everything it takes to be the best possible athlete yeah. that they can. And that's just fine. That's their prerogative. You can't judge that, but it's that's just the facts. The fuck I can't. Well, you, I guess you can judge. I'm not I anyone to tell you. I can will it into it, or will it into my imagination, yeah. and it'll happen. But, but so, if they're not willing to give up that they're only sleeping five hours a night and eating shit, we can't really force them. Right. Okay. So I no. guess really? I would say explain all that to them, and if they're still, just like explain that, hey, if you're willing to do this, this, and this, then you're going to get better. And they're just like, well, I'm just not willing to do that. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, just so you know, you're leaving weight potentially on the table. Or and if they're fine with that, then that's they're fine with it. Exactly. The way I'm trying to like put this into my mind is so like when I used to work in primary care as a nurse and everything, we would have these type two diabetics that came in and they just had the shittiest lifestyles Mm -hmm. and they'd be like, "Well, but my A1C isn't going down," and it's like, "Okay, well, cool. You skip your breakfast and then you eat a whole entire bag of chips because you're hungry at 10 Mm a.m. And then you sit in your recliner all day long. You don't do shit. Like you are eating like the worst in the world. You aren't active. Like that's like you could fix your A1C, but you aren't like Mm -hmm. your other lifestyle choices. Like just because you're taking your meds doesn't mean your diabetes is going to get better. Yeah. So it's like giving them that like, I forget what they call it in the medical field, but like when someone... It's like a cop-out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Sadly, a a lot of people are okay with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they have someone who is willing to care for them despite all of their negatives. Right. Right. I mean, they're fine with skipping breakfast and feeling like shit all day. And, you know, I'm sure it feels like pins and needles all day because you have diabetes. And every time you eat something, you got to check your blood sugar. Oh, you know that? Yeah. They're fine with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where maybe they've gotten used to it or they honestly just what's don't sh- care. What's shitty though too is like if that's all they know, then they don't know True. that doing this other stuff is going to be like yeah. their other part of their life is going to be better. Yeah. Or they think that in order to get their A1C down a little bit, they have to change so many things. You know, yeah. maybe they look at it because you give them a list like here's what we want you to eat. Here's how you should sleep. Here's blah, 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 blah. They think that day one they have to change everything. Yeah. And it's literally as simple as like one thing. So you eat a whole bag of Doritos, like a whole, like not just like one of those small bags that you you know put in your kids' yeah. lunch. Okay. The, family size, the family size, family nacho. Size. Yeah. By the way, I ate a whole family size bag of Doritos in like three days. <laughs> oh, I'd crush that in one night. <laughs> no, three, <laughs> those two. <laughs> Shit. Um, Have that like, with a family size pizza. Come on. But yeah. that's the yeah. thing, though. Like, there's literally people that do that every mm-hmm. single day. If you take that out of your diet. Your A1C is gonna go from that twelve to nine point eight. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's it just how many carbs? Yeah. Four hundred grams of carbs. Yeah. Probably more than that in a family size, yeah. but that you're wasting. But they might be coming calorie. from it from a very deep depression side too. Right. Yep. Where without those Doritos, they might off themselves. Well right? and see, and that's you know? the thing. And that's where we, we talk about like how do you change someone's lifestyle? Uh, when mm-hmm. we talk about powerlifting, powerlifting is a lifestyle choice. I mean, for some people anyway, at least. I mean, there's people that are just doing it as a hobby and that's cool. But taking your life into your own hands and being more serious about it, that is lifestyle change, literally. Um, but you, you got to wonder, what are you willing to sacrifice? Right. Like, you making exactly. small changes. And I mean, the biggest thing is kind of just helping someone along. Yeah, I feel that their first thing 
they need to plant the seed of change in themselves first. I can't plant that seed for them. Right. If they come to me and they're like, you know what? I've finally decided it's time to change. Right. I'm finally going to stop eating Doritos as my first meal. Mm -hmm. Then you can help change them. Yeah. Well, and I think some of it comes out of false, um, false motivation, false coaching, false teaching. Like we always give so much shit to the six week programs for a reason. These six week programs give you that tip of the iceberg. You don't see the massive amounts of mental health, physical health, everything that's underneath it. You get the guy who goes, I'm going to give you this piece of paper and it's going to tell you what to eat for the next six weeks. And you're going to lose all this weight and you're going to feel the best you've ever felt. You know what? Anybody could go on any of those plans and feel different because you're changing the way that you normally move your body and the way you normally eat. However, you know what they never address? How you're going to feel about it. How you're going to make it through those days when your body hurts so incredibly Mm -hmm. bad or when you have to walk into an office that has Taco Tuesday catered in and all of a sudden you're supposed to be eating chicken with rice. You know what? For those of us who have goals set, like, for example, a meat coming up or whatever it is, it's a lot easier for me to look at it and go, I don't give two shits about your fucking taco bar and I fucking love tacos. Mm -hmm. But that's because I have a goal in place. But so many people and in the mass production of fitness nowadays so many people don't have that direction no they're not told this is gonna suck it's gonna suck really bad before it gets better right no they're told just got to do this for two weeks man 14 days we're gonna start to build a habit it's gonna be great and the next thing you know these not for real trainers start ghosting you on things right you don't have someone to contact at 10 o'clock at night going why do i feel this way I hit up my nutrition guy and I'm like, oh, my God, I literally every time I go back on plan for him, I am ravenously hungry. Like I will literally my body will blow through the food that I'm eating within 45 minutes. And it makes me feel like, shit, am I doing something wrong? You know what he says to me? No, this is exactly what it's supposed to be doing. We're going to up your water, write it down. We might adjust at the end of the week. Most people don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. And most it's people mental think- health. Most people think, and this is how a lot of advertisements make it sound, you know, get on this weight loss plan, lose 30 pounds, and then they feel like that's it. You've lost the 30 pounds. They're never coming back. Where, yeah, if you have a true coach, they're going to be like, hey, we're going to lose that 30 pounds, but the real battle is keeping it off. Mm -hmm. Yep. We watched a Netflix, I don't know, it was something about like doctors that were trying to prove or like show different health lifestyles or whatever. And they were saying like, when your hormones literally change from someone that is, let's say, 450 pounds and they drop 100, your hormones like completely change. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you're in starvation mode. Why? Because you've always carried around 450 pounds. Yeah. So then you're going to go eat like. Yeah. Your baseline hasn't reset amount. yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's. We'd even have a discussion about consistency and uh, discipline with it. Like, yes, yeah, so I was just going to say You can't reasonably is, expect yeah. someone to get discipline and consistency out of a six week fucking program. Get out of my face with that stuff. It's like that this is why like years I hate it's a good cutter stuff. It's a good springboard. But it's but they have to take it from there. Yeah. yeah. And, and and there's a and, lack of accountability in there too. If you think about it, yeah, I'll put out this six week program, you're gonna lose weight. Okay, well that's neat, but like did you change anyone's lifestyle? No, you just gave them something to read off of a piece of paper. They don't understand how to change their lifestyle with that. And it's like it's just a scam. Like you right. made 30 bucks off someone and then they don't get a lifestyle change. Yeah, they just yeah. lose a little bit of weight and they double it coming back off. They and bounce back. S- and six weeks isn't enough time for them to even reflect on what's going on. 
Right. Know? Yeah. No, they don't. And that's the other th- the other part about being able to reflect on that. That's. I mean, most people don't know, don't even understand like how to reflect on. Right. Or when changes. they do try and reflect, like you get these people that, you know, they don't even have to be overweight or whatever. But most people in America, the world, whatever, they don't eat well at all. Right. And then you get someone that does start eating well and you get judged for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, mm. why are you eating like a bird? I, I don't yeah. get judged at work, but I <laughs> I think like, I think like I do like get like a little bit of a hmm. They think because well, like, you think they're better than them type thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? they really don't. But like, I do see where that can come from because, like, at least yeah, in my I'm not situation. saying your situation. Yeah, but, but in general, like, just because I want to stick to something and just because I have the damn discipline to do it does not mean that I am trying to say right. that I'm pretentious or I'm better than you. Right. I'm just saying I have goals that I have that goals. I'm, yeah, yeah, I have goals. And this is just a achieve. part of me achieving those goals. Right. I'm not gonna squat 600 pounds if I don't watch my nutrition. I'm not right. gonna do it if I don't sleep well at night. Right. I don't. I'm not gonna do it if I don't take my recovery seriously. Right. Or recovery seriously. So and what, this is, oh, sorry. Go. Go for it. What go. was really sad is the other day. So again, I work with a bunch of trainers. And I had a programming meeting where I'm sitting down with other coaches and we're trying to come up with this large group training program. And I th- said to myself the night before, okay, I'm not going to have time to go home and cook my meal. So I'm going to prepare it and have it with me. Rice, oranges, spinach, you know, hamburger, something really easy to pack. The amount of judgment I got from other trainers was yeah. insane. Get like, out of my face. Are you right, serious? Yes. Why do people no, think that meal prepping is like the most pretentious thing yeah. in the world? It's like we hard. literally right. spend Sundays to meal prep and it's literally because i work 10 hour shifts right then i have to go to the gym for two hours like i don't have fucking time to cook yeah exactly l a z y whether it's <laughs> mentally lazy yeah whether it's 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 not even so much that they think it's hard it's something they have to do that isn't their norm right it's the same reason that when leg day comes up even if you're into working out you're like, fuck, it's leg day, shit. And you love how it feels when it's done. Right. And I just actually was listening to the MFCEO podcast, and I got to go back and look at what episode it was, but he talked about test days. Cole, you and I were talking about this. Test days are not the day that you show up and see how much you can squat. A test day is that day that you're laying in bed going, fuck, I don't really want to get out of bed today. Or you know what? I could totally have an extra two cookies that they brought in today. It'll be fine. You know, I got my nutrition. Were those good, by the that, way? They're I amazing. Kind of I had a part that. of one that I gave to my kid, too. But bad. no, for reals, like, those are test days. Yep. And the thing about those test days is when you come out of one of those on the Victoria side, it is the most euphoric high. If you think it feels good to get a thousand likes on something on Facebook and those endorphins are flying, <laughs> try having the day where you prove yourself wrong. Win a battle. And you win your own battle. And that's what they talk about with those goals, too, setting small goals and making them bigger and better. Um, And again, going back to shitty trainers, when that six weeks is done, guess what they don't do with you? Set a new goal. There's no follow-up. There's no new goals. Now it's, hey, you just graduated. Have fun in the real world. It's like when you have a baby. Here's your baby. If you'd like, we'll sign you up for another six-week challenge. Yeah, no, and that's the biggest thing. I think goals. Yeah, you always got to have a goal. I don't care who you are. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Goals are the if if I was thinking about this on the way here, I'm like, what are we even gonna talk about? Like, what is what we are we never gonna, know? Meaningful yeah. conversation we're gonna have here. Let's talk about like intrinsic, external, or internal and external motivators. Like, obviously, intrinsic motivation is the number one. Like, you yep. have to have something inside you that tells you, hey, go do this. But external motivators are also important as well. Like music, garbage that you you know, some dude yelling at you that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. 
but it's important to have like I fuck I just went off on myself and I don't remember what I was talking about. Intrinsic, goals. Yeah, goals. Intrinsic. So you have something that tells you, hey, I need to do this because this outcome will not be what I want if I don't. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's the biggest thing. When I was going through college, like yeah, I got stronger, but I sacrificed so much because I didn't follow my nutrition. Right. I ate at really bad times. I fasted for really long times because I just didn't feel like going and making food. Yeah. And like I made those mistakes. And now that I'm realizing it, like I've been on a good, like I've been following my nutrition very well and I'm eating a lot and, and you're I'm also feeling getting a lot better. strong as fuck. Too. Yeah. And Cole's <laughs> telling me I'm blowing up and I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like it, but I guess so. <laughs> when I can, when I can look at a training cycle and I started the exact same way I started a training cycle before. I'm starting it like 40 pounds heavier than I did at that time. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm getting somewhere. Right. And and then all of a sudden these other goals start looking attainable. And I'm like, oh, wow, let's set these goals higher. Like, fuck it, let's blow it out the water. Exactly. But then that's me now in a rolling, motivating, like I'm on a roll and I'm staying in the pocket as best I can. Mm-hmm. But people don't, you know, you would, just got to set goals. Would yep. you describe your goal as changing, dynamic, or do you have like, it's always the same? Because I think that's something a lot of athletes struggle with is they set one goal and they're not a, they're not willing to allow it to change. Yeah. Because six weeks in, you might decide, you know what? I do want to lose weight, but man, I really like being strong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't want to have that much muscle. Maybe I want to l- now look a certain way. Or It depends on where the goal takes you, right? Because if you're right. on the pursuit of one goal and then you're like, wait, now this other goal seems like I want to do that even more. Right. Like someone who like starts doing CrossFit, they're like, hey, I want to be the best CrossFitter ever. And then they start doing CrossFit and like, hey, I really now after doing this, I actually want to power lift and get really strong. Right. Or be a weightlifter. Hey, I don't want to go vomit today. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No. Yeah. I I would say, honestly, my goals are very dynamic. Like I have concrete goals, goals that I know I want to do. Right. I want to squat 585. Okay. But that's also a number that like. I could do everything perfectly and that never happens. So that's not like my life depends on that goal, but that is a goal that I know that I'm going to set and I'm going to have in a program eventually here. It's And when it, you reach it, that's not the end goal either. No, right. I'm going to hit it and then I'm going to set another 605. one. 605. Me and my, one of my previous managers talked about this, about goal setting. It's like when you see a goal, yeah, it's got to be atten- attainable, but at the same time it's got to be, it's got to challenge you. And it also shouldn't be something that's like, oh, yeah. I just started powerlifting, but I'm going to get a world record tomorrow. I'm right. going to deadlift 1,000 yeah. pounds. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. deadlift 1,000 pounds. Feasible. What's up, Eddie Hall? Um, no, but yeah, and that's... that's. I love me some Eddie Hall. Yeah, she does. She loves him. Um, actually, her Pre favorite... Pre or post World's Strongest Man? Both. Uh, she also loves Brian now. Shaw. Like, I love me some Brian, Brian Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, so my favorite person he follows me on Instagram, by the way, and Ooh. likes my pictures. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm sorry if I fuck it up. Hey guys. But Mikhail Shivalikov. He, yeah, I don't know. He's he, he, he is, wears a beret. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He follows my. That's awesome. She loves That's it. Cool. He's a family guy too. He's got stuff on there. Anyway, <laughs> all right. We I think we should actually bring this sucker in for landing. We've been doing this a long ass time, and I got to go. Okay. So fucking awesome having you guys up here. Thank you so much for taking the hike. They drove three hours to be here today. So thanks for to sit us. in a conference room for two hours yeah. and do a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which no. thank you guys, by the way, that helps a lot. All yeah. the yeah. recommendations and Spotify and hopefully it was good content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. No, we had a wonderful time. Hope you listeners learned a lot. I mean, fucking Jeff obviously knows what we what he's talking about. Sometimes. I feel like we could literally go on for another two hours. Yeah, we'll have to have you back or at least Skype. One hundred percent. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. 
How are we doing this sign out now? You know, we haven't gotten an answer from our listeners because we didn't we post didn't that post podcast, that podcast yet. So. Yeah, so th- that's too bad. We were asking, all right, Kate, one yeah. of our fans, how should we end it? Yeah, how should we end it? You our guys podcast? need to have like a catchphrase. Yeah, right? it's what we're, how should we end it? And that's that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's honestly this is what's going to happen is like one time you're going to say something. And then it's going to stick. And it's going to be See, like, oh yeah, that's good. CCP, baby. No, no, not like that. Like, no, like, I don't, I was talking about her today, but do you guys remember Glozell? No. no. Oh my God. Look her up on YouTube. Her videos were so funny. It was like back in like 2009 when she was Were you born yet? Oh. Guess how old I am. She's younger than me. No idea. 20. Yeah. She's way younger than me. But anyways, every time she like was like getting done with her YouTube video, she'd be like, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. It's going to like. Hide your kids, hide your wife. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to be everybody up here. (laughs) Now we're going to be done. You don't have to come. See you later. We're looking for you. Diabetes. (laughs) Diabetes. Diabetes weightlifting. Boom. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast. What do you mean you haven't subscribed yet? What the hell are you waiting for? Come on, y'all. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by Salutum Health and Performance. Take your full power potential to a new level online at salutumhp.com.